everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it is a How I Got Here version of the podcast with Steve Phelps, who was named NASCAR president last month and took over on Monday as the official first day of his role. Steve is only the fifth president in NASCAR history. He just succeeded Brent Dewar. But he's been with NASCAR since 2005, so he's no newcomer to the sport, that's for sure. And if you weren't really familiar with him before, you may remember that episode of Undercover Boss, which featured NASCAR, and that was Steve Phelps on that episode. So if you ever watched that back in the day, I think it was 2010, that was him who was on the episode. So now he really is the boss, and he was nice enough to sit down with me for a How I Got Here version of this podcast. So let's take a listen to his story of his career. All right, everybody, I'm here with Steve Phelps. And Steve, thank you, first of all, for joining me. That's very cool. Um, my pleasure to be here. Um, so I'm very interested in your career path. You've obviously been around NASCAR for a while, but there was things in your life and career before that. Um, let's start at the beginning. Did you grow up as a person that wanted to be spending your life in sports? Yeah, so I, um, I've been in sports my entire career, so that's you know a good 30 years or so because um, I'm old. <laughs> and it's, um, I think before I got into sports, it's something I wanted to do. So I, I grew up in Vermont, loved NASCAR, loved all sports, um, went to a lot of NASCAR races when I was a kid up in Vermont. I went to University of Vermont undergrad and went straight through and got my MBA from Boston College. Then went to New York and got a job in um, working for a company called American Home Products. And I was a brand manager on the Chef Boyardee brand, uh, really? which is, oh yeah, pretty exciting stuff. And then, so after, wait, so like you were like in charge of the, like the campaigns, like the advertising yeah, so it's stuff? Yeah. So in, in brand, yes. So anything that had to do with that particular brand was my responsibility. So wow. new products, advertising, promotion, you know, how, what we do from a selling standpoint, what happens at retail, that was all mine. And, and I got tired of eating canned <laughs> pasta <laughs> so, but it was uh it was a good learning experience and then i moved on uh to be a brand manager at guinness oh wow uh, and i was a brand that's manager. an upgrade from chef Wardy. it was no yeah no 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 respect so no disrespect to, <laughs> to the chef uh and then i was a brand manager on the Bassale brand which was one of the guinness brands uh here in the states and um and then i moved on to the nfl wow and i was at the nfl for almost uh 14 years so when you're trying to get into the NFL or, you know, when, when that job comes open, you know, when, when you're at Guinness and things like that, are you thinking, ah, I'd love to do a sports job or were you kind of like keeping your eye out for that? Yeah. So I had a guy who was a family friend when I was trying to get a job, getting out of business school, he said, Hey, listen, my best advice to you is to go work for a big brand and get a ton of experience. And then you can come back and talk to me. He worked for, um, I think he worked for uh, one of the golf companies, worked for Titleist or something, and come back at that point, and we will love to have you work for us, but go get the experience necessary. And I absolutely wanted to work in sports. I had no idea, no idea what that meant, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the, the job opportunity came up at the NFL, I said, you know what, this is something I really want to pursue. Uh, and I did. So and what I, what did you start out doing at the NFL? Yeah, my whole career at the NFL really was, um, which actually dovetails pretty well, and what what happens in NASCAR. I was 
I started as a, as a marketing manager uh, working on different sponsor brands for the NFL. Um, so Miller and Budweiser and Frito-Lay and um, uh, Visa and, and different brands. And so then I, I worked my way up there. So, you know, manager to director, managing director, and then ultimately the vice president. I was overseeing the entire group. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was a great brand. Um, it was uh, great training for me to to then ultimately get to NASCAR. So what what was that like, you know, working there and, and working with the people there? Um, obviously, it's a behemoth then and now. Um, so I'm sure there's tons of people there and things are being pulled in different directions. What was the experience like there? Yeah, this, the experience it was a great experience for me, which is why I stayed so long. Uh, great brand. Um, I learned a lot. Um, the interesting thing is people ask me to compare the difference between NASCAR and, and the NFL. They are very, very different. Um, the only thing, frankly, they have in common is you know a large, passionate fan base. So hmm. theirs obviously is you know twice as large as ours. Um, ours are equally as passionate, and then the our kind of the thing that we have that they don't have is our fans understand the need for sponsorship and support those brands. We didn't have that at the NFL. They they don't they didn't really care, frankly, because they couldn't really identify if you're the you know the um, official something of the New York Giants. What's that do for you? Do you mm. do you get a long snapper for that? Do you get a <laughs> half of a wide receiver, a quarter of a a quarter? You just don't know, right? So. Here, our fans know. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it puts on the show. My favorite sport, my favorite team, my favorite driver, uh, my favorite track, all those things. And I think that's um, that's a unique point of difference for us. So you mentioned that, um, if we can back up for a minute, that you went to some NASCAR races growing up. I, I was talking to Dave Moody, and he said he remembers you. Uh, at, uh, he was doing PA at a track, and he can remember you, I think, as a college student or something. Yeah. They're meeting you. Um what was that background like um, as a kid following racing? Yeah, it's, it was really, um, obviously I didn't know at five years old that I wanted to get a job. At five years old, I wanted to be a fireman. So, mm-hmm. um, and then at seven, years old, I wanted, at seven years old, I wanted to be a vet. So, you know, but at five years old, going to, you know, Catamount Speedway, which was 15 miles from my house uh, in the town where my dad grew up with my dad, and having that experience with him was fantastic. And he was very funny because he was, we'd go to races and my favorite television show at the time was Speed Racer. Um, again, dating myself. <laughs> and it was, um, you know, the white number five car. So that's the car that I wanted to root for on the racetrack. Unfortunately, that driver was from Quebec. And my dad being a staunch and, you know, you got to root for the Vermonters. You can't root for the guys <laughs> from Quebec. Um but it was a it was a neat introduction to the sport and um, you know the connection now to you know Ken Squire and and my relationship with Ken is a it's a very special one. That's Ken, pretty cool. And Ken you know obviously has both with Thunder Road and then at the time with Catamount Speedway is um, you know had his hands all over that which is great. Yeah. So with that background in mind, then so from what I understand, so you're in, you're at the NFL, everything's going great. You have no necessarily aspirations to move on because you're enjoying it and nascar comes and sort of recruits you and says hey so what's going on here is that correct well so there there was one intermediate step which is interesting so um yeah my 
trajectory at the NFL, I was in my current job, that job at the time as the VP of the corporate marketing group for seven years. And there was no place for me to go because a lot of people in senior management at the NFL, they don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to do more. And so I ended up getting a job with a a guy named Casey Wasserman. Um, He owns an agency called Wasserman. Mm -hmm. Um, Used to be the Wasserman Media Group. Casey is, uh, you know, a dynamic force and, you know, built this incredible agency. And I was his head of worldwide, you know, global sales. Um, and I did that for a year. And then NASCAR came came knocking and they said, hey, we're interested in you coming to work here. Okay. And I had a, a fantastic, um, I, I didn't know if I wanted to go back to work for a league. Mm-hmm. But they were so convincing about, you know, I met with Lisa Kennedy and, um, and Brian France at the time who hired me. And they said, no, this is a different place than the NFL. And you, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. And so that, that's what really interested me in going to NASCAR is that I could truly as an individual make a difference. At the NFL, it was hard to make a difference, right? It kind of moves glacially and it's not they don't have to be bold they don't have to to be on the forefront of different things they can be the big massive um, behemoth that they are um, and be incredibly successful doing that at nascar you know we have to we have to make sure that every day every dollar you know getting the industry aligned is something that we have to try to do every single day and every person at nascar has the ability to do that not just me Hmm. Um, and that part was the special part to me. And that's the part that I love about this place. Um, and the other thing that is just so special here versus there is the sense of community that exists within the sport. It's not like that anywhere else. It just isn't. You can be part of the NFL and you can be part of something that's, that's big and a, a tremendous brand. You don't feel a part of the fabric of the sport. Everyone who works here, media members, teams, drivers, track people everyone feels a part of the community here and that's what we are we're a community we're a family so um ever since i've been in nascar i feel like uh at at least every year or something there's been a press release about c phelps got promoted again or something (laughs) so obviously you were you know there was people feeling strongly enough about you within the company that they really believed in you and you kept moving up the ranks um the the experience of being able to make an impact Mm -hmm unlike the NFL, as you were saying, um, what, what's it like to sort of on a, a grand scale have your, you know, see the results of what you're doing play out like that? Yeah, well, obviously it's um, being the fifth president of NASCAR in 70 years, it's incredibly humbling. Um, I keep using the same word. I don't know another word to describe what it is. Um, I'm not suggesting there's not a lot of work tied to it and, you know, we got a lot of work to do for sure. Um, but it is aspiring to be in this chair, which I did. I did aspire to it. And, and it's something that I certainly wanted to have happen. And I worked hard to, to get there. And um, fortunately, the France family, you know, Lisa and Jim um, in particular, felt that I would be a, a, a good addition and I would be good for the spot. And I'm incredibly grateful to them for that opportunity and I will do everything in my power to make sure this sport uh, grows and and 
and everyone who's a part of it feels um, like they have a voice in it. What do you want um, fans to know about your philosophy or the way that you will go about doing things when it comes to being like a caretaker of the sport and things like that? Yeah, I think caretaker is a good word. You know, Mike, uh, Mike Helton always used the word, you know, stewards for the sport. And I think that's exactly what we are and we need to be that. Um, I think it's a little bit of a, you know, we have a fan council, 25,000 member fan council, and we have significant um, input from our fans. We listen to our fans all the time. Now, getting 25,000 fans to think exactly the same way will never happen. Mm -hmm. Getting 40 drivers to think exactly the same way or 23 racetracks at the top level to think it never happens. And so what we need to try to do is take that input and we listen a lot. Um, we listen to fans, we listen to drivers, we listen to racetracks, we listen to our media partners. Um, anyone who has a stake in this sport, we're listening to. And I think that, you know, probably my single best gift is that I, I am a good listener and I sincerely want to take all that input. At the end of the day, we are going to have to make the decision that we believe is in the best interest of the sport. And when that happens, there are people who are like, well, you didn't listen to me. And, I, mm. and that's not true. Um, we listen to everyone and you have to, it, it's not like you're ranking things or, you know, putting more weight on something. It's just trying to determine what, what we believe in our opinion is going to help the sport, uh, the most, you know, mm -hmm. help it grow. Um, but we always have a, you know, getting back to the fan portion, we always have the fans at the center. They are what makes this sport go. Um, without the fans, it, we literally, we don't race. Um, whether it's folks in the stands, people watching on television, engaging in digital and social media, without the fans, we have nothing. Um, and so do they have a, a big voice? Yes, they do. And trying to determine what's the right thing that the fans are interested in having is something that we, we try to ascertain as much as we can. Um, lastly, I'd like to close each of these interviews by asking people what they would recommend um, for if somebody's listening or reading and says, boy, I'd love to be the president of NASCAR someday. Um, <laughs> where, where do you recommend that people would get started? What's the path for someone um, now who's young and, and maybe could get there someday? Sure. I think, um, you know, every sport is different and ours is unique, right? So we are, you know, we, we are the sanctioning body. You've got racetracks, you have race teams, you have media partners, and this community is unique in and of itself, right? Because there are kind of disparate groups. If you work for the NFL, you are owned by the 32 teams that are part of the NFL. So if you work at the league office, that's who you are. That's, mm -hmm. that's how that works. Um, they're all different points around what I would call the center of NASCAR or other sports. And so you have sponsor brands, you have agencies that support it, you have um, the sanctioning bodies, race teams, racetracks, and, and on and on and on. Finding a connection and getting to someone that is of influence that can get your foot in the door is the most important thing. Once you have your find a person to help you, then you need is that person may not have an opening at that particular time, ask that person for give me if you could do you have one name i might be able to that you could recommend me to to call hmm. and make an introduction for me most of the time people will say yes Interesting. most of the time and then at some point 
you know, just working hard and never, you know, kind of being dogged in your pursuit of that job, something is going to happen, right? And then when you get your foot in the door and you get the opportunity, make sure you're telling the story the right way, you know, do it succinctly and do it smartly and tell someone why they have a point of difference, you have a point of difference versus the next person that they're interviewing. And, and from there, once you get the job, understand the vision of the company and what needs to happen and then just work your ass off. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the people I think discount that people who work hard are going to get noticed. Um, and if you are, you know, reasonably smart and understand what the culture is and how to operate within it and what, what's important and you work hard, you're going to succeed. Wow. Interesting. That, that's great advice for any job. Thanks. So hopefully people will take that. Steve, thank you so much for taking time on a busy race weekend to do this. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Jeff. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Take care. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Again, do appreciate not only Steve Phelps, but NASCAR for working me in there and um, giving me a chance to speak with him for the podcast. And I think uh, he has an interesting story, obviously going from Chef Boyardee to NASCAR is kind of a cool career path. So um, and obviously, you know, his advice for people as well, I think that probably applies to uh, so many different professions. And uh, that's really something I've enjoyed on these How I Got Here interviews this year is that last question, asking people what their advice is. I think there's some great stuff, some great nuggets there for people out there who are trying to break into any profession. A little bit of housekeeping before we go. As you probably know, I am off the road temporarily while I am on baby watch, have my first child due at the end of this month. And so I won't be at Dover, but there will still be a post-race podcast after the Dover race. So stay tuned for that Sunday, late afternoon, early evening. And then next week on the 12 questions interview, it will be with Timmy Hill, another driver I had never met or spoken with before, believe it or not. So I thought it'd be cool to get him on the podcast. Found out he even plays in the Playoff points fantasy racing game for those uh, of you who also are in that. Timmy Hill's in it as well. Didn't make the playoffs this year, but uh, pretty cool that he's one to do that. So anyway, we'll talk to him on the 12 questions. Had a great time doing that. For those who may not be regular listeners of the podcast or may not be aware, I am completely 100% independently funded by the listeners and readers on my website, jeffgluck.com. The way I do that is through a website called patreon.com, and that is where people can give small monthly donations. They pledge, and that all adds up to be enough for me to make a living and get to a majority of the NASCAR races when I'm not on baby watch. So appreciate all the patrons out there. If you're interested in becoming a patron or want to learn more about it, feel free to check out patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I know there's lots of podcasts out there these days. Definitely am aware of that. So I appreciate the time you took to listen to this one. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.